0: PART 2 CHAPTER 1 OF LIFE AND TIMES OF FREDERICK DOUGLAS BY FREDERICK DOUGLAS. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. PART 2 CHAPTER 1 ESCAPE FROM SLAVERY PART 2 IN THE FIRST NARRATIVE OF MY EXPERIENCE IN SLAVERY, WRITTEN NEARLY 40 YEARS AGO, AND IN VARIOUS WRITINGS SINCE, I HAVE GIVEN THE PUBLIC WHAT I CONSIDERED VERY GOOD REASONS FOR withholding THE MANNER OF MY ESCAPE. In substance, these reasons were, first, that such publication at any time during the existence of slavery might be used by the master against the slave, and prevent the future escape of any who might adopt the same means that I did. The second reason was, if possible, still more binding to silence, for publication of details would certainly have put in peril the persons and property of those who assisted murder itself was not more sternly and certainly punished in the State of Maryland than was the aiding and abetting the escape of a slave. Many colored men, for no other crime than that of giving aid to a fugitive slave, have, like Charles T. Torrey, perished in prison. The abolition of slavery in my native State, and throughout the country, and the lapse of time, render the caution hitherto observed no longer necessary. But even since the abolition of slavery, I have sometimes thought it well enough to baffle curiosity, by saying that while slavery existed, there were good reasons for not telling the manner of my escape. And since slavery had ceased to exist, there was no reason for telling it. I shall now, however, cease to avail myself of this formula, and, as far as I can, endeavor to satisfy this very natural curiosity. I should perhaps have yielded to that feeling sooner, had there been anything very heroic or thrilling in the incidents connected with my escape, for I am sorry to say I have nothing of that sort to tell. And yet the courage that could risk betrayal and the bravery which was ready to encounter death if need be, in pursuit of freedom, were essential features in the undertaking. My success was due to address rather than to courage, to good luck rather than to bravery my means of escape were provided for me by the very men who were making laws to hold and bind me more securely in slavery it was the custom in the state of maryland to require of the free colored people to have what were called free papers this instrument they were required to renew very often and by charging a fee for this writing considerable sums from time to time were collected by the state In these papers the name, age, color, height and form of the free man were described, together with any scars or other marks upon his person which could assist in his identification. This device of slaveholding ingenuity, like other devices of wickedness, in some measure defeated itself, since more than one man could be found to answer the same general description hence many slaves could escape by personating the owner of one set of papers and this was often done as follows a slave nearly or sufficiently answering the description set forth in the papers would borrow or hire them till he could by their means escape to a free state and then by mail or otherwise return them to the owner the operation was a hazardous one for the lender as well as for the borrower a failure on the part of the fugitive to send back the papers would imperil his benefactor and the discovery of the papers in possession of the wrong man would imperil both the fugitive and his friend it was therefore an act of supreme trust on the part of a free man of color thus to put in jeopardy his own liberty that another might be free it was however not unfrequently bravely done and was seldom discovered i was not so fortunate as to sufficiently resemble any of my free acquaintances as to answer the description of their papers but i had one friend a sailor who owned a sailor's protection which answered somewhat the purpose of free papers describing his person and certifying to the fact that he was a free american sailor the instrument had at its head the american eagle which at once gave it the appearance of an authorized document This protection did not, when in my hands, describe its bearer very accurately. Indeed, it called for a man much darker than myself, and close examination of it would have caused my arrest at the start. In order to avoid this fatal scrutiny on the part of the railroad official, I had arranged with Isaac Rolls, a hackman, to bring my baggage to the train just on the moment of starting, and jumped upon the car myself when the train was already in motion had i gone into the station and offered to purchase a ticket i should have been instantly and carefully examined and undoubtedly arrested in choosing this plan upon which to act i considered the jostle of the train and the natural haste of the conductor in a train crowded with passengers and relied upon my skill and address in playing the sailor as described in my protection to do the rest One element in my favor was the kind feeling which prevailed in Baltimore and other seaports at the time, towards those who go down to the sea in ships. Free trade and sailors' rights expressed the sentiment of the country just then. In my clothing I was rigged out in sailor style. I had on a red shirt and a tarpaulin hat and black cravat, tied in sailor fashion, carelessly and loosely about my neck. My knowledge of ships and sailors' talk came much to my assistance, for I knew a ship from stem to stern, and from Kielsen to cross-trees, and could talk sailor like an old salt. On sped the train, and I was well on the way to Havre de Grace, before the conductor came into the negro-car to collect tickets and examine the papers of his black passengers. This was a critical moment in the drama. My whole future depended upon the decision of this conductor agitated i was while the ceremony was proceeding but still externally at least i was apparently calm and self-possessed he went on with his duty examining several coloured passengers before reaching me he was somewhat harsh in tone and peremptory in manner until he reached me when strangely enough and to my surprise and relief his whole manner changed seeing that i did not readily produce my free papers as the other colored persons in the car had done he said to me in a friendly contrast with that observed towards the others i suppose you have your free papers to which i answered no sir i never carry my free papers to sea with me but you have something to show that you are a free man have you not yes sir i answered i have a paper with the american eagle on it that will carry me round the world with this i drew from my deep sailor's pocket my seaman's protection as before described the merest glance at the paper satisfied him and he took my fare and went on about his business this moment of time was one of the most anxious i ever experienced had the conductor looked closely at the paper he could not have failed to discover that it called for a very different looking person from myself and in that case it would have been his duty to arrest me on the instant and send me back to baltimore from the first station when he left me with the assurance that i was all right though much relieved i realized that i was still in great danger i was still in maryland and subject to arrest at any moment i saw on the train several persons who would have known me in any other clothes and i feared they might recognize me even in my sailor rig and report me to the conductor who would then subject me to a closer examination which i knew well would be fatal to me though i was not a murderer fleeing from justice i felt perhaps quite as miserable as such a criminal the train was moving at a very high rate of speed for that time of railroad travel but to my anxious mind it was moving far too slowly. Minutes were hours, and hours were days during this part of my flight. After Maryland I was to pass through Delaware, another slave state, where slave-catchers generally awaited their prey, for it was not in the interior of the state, but on its borders, that these human hounds were most vigilant and active. The border-lines between slavery and freedom were the dangerous ones for the fugitives the heart of no fox or deer with hungry hounds on his trail in full chase could have beaten more anxiously or noisily than did mine from the time i left baltimore till i reached philadelphia the passage of the susquehanna river at havre de grace was at that time made by ferry-boat on board of which i met a young colored man by the name of nichols who came very near betraying me he was a hand on the boat but instead of minding his business he insisted upon knowing me and asking me dangerous questions as to where i was going and when i was coming back etc i got away from my old and inconvenient acquaintance as soon as i could decently do so and went to another part of the boat once across the river i encountered a new danger only a few days before i had been at work on a revenue cutter in mr price's shipyard under the care of captain mcgowan on the meeting at this point of the two trains the one going south stopped on the track just opposite to the one going north and it so happened that this captain mcgowan sat at a window where he could see me very distinctly and would certainly have recognized me had he looked at me but for a second fortunately in the hurry of the moment he did not see me and the trains soon passed each other on their respective ways but this was not the only hair escape a german blacksmith whom i knew well was on the train with me and looked at me very intently as if he thought he had seen me somewhere before in his travels i really believe he knew me but had no heart to betray me at any rate he saw me escaping and held his peace the last point of imminent danger and the one i dreaded most was wilmington here we left the train and took the steamboat for philadelphia in making the change i again apprehended arrest but no one disturbed me, and I was soon on the broad and beautiful Delaware, speeding away to the Quaker City. On reaching Philadelphia in the afternoon, I inquired of a colored man how I could get on to New York. He directed me to the Willow Street depot, and thither I went, taking the train that night. I reached New York Tuesday morning, having completed the journey in less than 24 hours. Such is briefly the manner of my escape from slavery, and the end of my experience as a slave. Other chapters will tell the story of my life as a free man. End of Part 2 Chapter 1